Our first message this afternoon is from the pastor of the Church of God, New Mexico, John Shavers, and his sermon is entitled, Walk by Faith. Will you open your Bibles to the book of Hebrews 1, I'm sorry, Hebrews 11. Turn to Hebrews 11, and we're going to start in verse 1. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How many times have we heard that? We've read it. We think it's a poem or something, but this is, today I will show you, God will show you, that this is mandatory. Every person that enters the kingdom of God will have to walk by faith. And here is Christ giving us the definition of faith, which is faith is the substance or the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of not, not seen. Go back to Hebrews 10 and verse 38. This is why he's given this definition. Now the just shall live by faith. You must live by faith. We use the word walk by faith. And then he gives a definition in chapter 11 what it is. What is faith? He said it is an assurance in your mind. Of something that you are hoping for, and it's evidence of things not seen. You're walking completely, not having it, not seeing it, not smelling it, not feeling it. It's not there. And yet you are assured in your mind that it is going to be given. That's what he is saying. And I'm going to show you another scripture here that we've read, and we need to connect it to this book. Romans 8 and verse 22. Because the just shall. There is no way out of it. Live by faith. Here in Romans 8 and verse 22, the eternal God says that here is the part of faith that we are hoping for. Romans 8 and verse 22. It states here very clear. This is Paul talking about the glorification of the saints. Verse 22. For we know that the whole creation is groaning and travailing in pain together until now. That was in the first century. From the first century to today is still doing that. And not only they, this creation, not it, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our bodies. Verse 24, for we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. But what a man sees, why does he yet hope for that? Connects right back to Hebrews 11, doesn't it? Faith is the assurance of something hoped for. And it's the evidence of things not seen. Here he is saying, we are saved by hope. You've got to have hope. And faith is having the assurance. 
In other ways of putting it is faith is the assurance, the confidence. That's how you think, how you're thinking. Hope is what you're thinking for. You have to have both of them. You can't just have hope. Hope in what? It's got to be something. People say, oh, I have faith. I have faith in what? Oh, I just have faith, brother. They have faith in faith. No, God said you have faith in a hope. In a hope, brethren. You have to, have, have to be hoping for something. That's why you ask God and you pray to God. You don't say, oh, bless me, God. What? In what way? What way do you want to be blessed? Well, you need to have a hope. Think we don't have trials and troubles just for the fun of it? God takes you through them so you learn to hope in something. Sicknesses, jobs, whatever it may be. What, what are you hoping for? I want to be well. Okay then, now. Do you have the faith? Yes. Okay then. Walk by faith. You don't have it. You don't see it. It's blank. Your hands are empty. The cup is not full. It's completely empty. This is what he says, the just. And you are the justified, the scripture says. Jesus Christ is the firstborn of many brethren. And those that he foreknew, he's talking about you and I, he predetermined before the time to call. And those that he has called, he has justified them. You are the justified. I'm not talking about those that are not called. I'm not talking about those that are not a part of the church of God. You must walk by faith. It's not their job. You do. It's your job. And this is what hope is. Hope is something that you're hoping for. Faith is the assurance you're going to receive it, yet you don't have it and you don't see it. You just don't see it. And someone will say, well, what about Abraham? He died in faith. What did he? What was his hope? You are going to have a son, right? So he received his hope. Isaac, but God is very smart. Romans 1 says we go from faith to faith. You, you get one, you ask for something, and you, you don't have it, and you get it. Okay, you're not through. I'm going to put you on the track again to be believing and hoping for something else. Abraham got his promise of Isaac, but they said he died in faith, not having received the promises. What was that? That his seed would be like the stars of heaven. And his seed would be like the sand of the seashore. He never saw that. He died in faith. Faith is a walk you live in. You're hoping for something. You may not receive it. Or you may receive it. I don't know which one God will do. But you got to walk without seeing it. Without feeling it. Without smelling it. Without tasting it. He never saw. And he hasn't seen. Not his seed. His seed. As the stars of heaven. Faith to faith. Isn't that in Romans 1? We go from faith to faith. Faith, he received Isaac. Isaac wasn't there. Isaac was born. So, oh, he's through. I'm through now. I'm through with all of my trials and troubles. No. <laughs> Isaac, and he said, wait, my sons are going to be like the stars of the sky and sand of the seashore. He died in faith. We have brothers and sisters that have died in faith. They were waiting to be healed. And the last breath they were talking about was God healing them. And they fell asleep. Died in faith. They never received it. The song says, walk, walk 
Walk by faith. That's what God means. You've got to do it. And there's no way around it. And as we, I'm going to show you some other things. Here. Look at First, uh, Second Corinthians 4. 2 Corinthians 4. So if you're thinking that your faith is having things, oh, I'm so blessed, oh, I'm so blessed. Well, you got a car, you got a home. Oh, I'm so blessed, I have food, I have clothes. Oh, I'm so blessed. That is not faith. Faith is what you don't have. And you are sure that you're going to receive it. We've been taught by this system. We've been taught by this world. We've been taught by religious TV. Oh, the Lord blessed me, brother. Oh, I got this, brother. Oh, he blessed me. Oh, out of faith, I got this. No, he didn't. Faith is when you don't have it, when you don't see it. It's not in your hands. But yet you are assured in your mind you're going to receive it. Let's go over to 2 Corinthians 4. 2 Corinthians 4 makes it so clear until it's, 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 it's almost embarrassing. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 16. I think that's the one that I want. Here it is. I think I went to the wrong one. Oh, I'm in 1 Corinthians. That's why I can't stay up with you there. It's 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 16. Here is... The words that we've gone over years and years. For all things are for, for your sake. That the abundant grace might through thanksgiving of many redeem, rebound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, works for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Listen to this. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are seen are eternal. So we're not looking at what we have around us. Do you see Paul talking about, oh, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. You don't see that. You get that from the religion of this world. Person robbing a bank. A robbing a 7-Eleven store, whatever he's robbing. And he got out just before the cops got there. Oh, I was blessed. God blessed me. God wasn't robbing that store. He was. The cop just came a little later. That's why he got in the early, would have caught him. God didn't save him. Paul is saying we don't look at those things that are seen. They're temporal, every one of them. But the things that are not seen are eternal. That's why we are waiting right now for that hope, that hope. And we are convicted and convinced it's going to be given. That's walking by faith. Your hands are empty, completely empty. It goes against our nature. I know that because we have that law of sin and death working in us. It has to see, it wants to feel, and all of that. Let me tell you a little story a man told me. I know, he told me this. I don't know if he should have told me this or not. But he was talking about how a secret service agent are trained. Some of them are trained. He said when the shooting starts, there are agents all around there shooting and whatever, watching. And the shooting starts and they're trying to cover the president, cover his wife, cover the kids. But there's one. He's called a spotter. He doesn't do that. He's been trained. Goes against his nature to keep, stand up and look. And lock his eyes in, and he said the shot came from 
the north. And he points, and all the agents are looking at him. They don't, they, they're ducking and hiding. They where? And he's pointing, and all of them point to the north. He is the pointer. It goes against his nature. They train him by shooting at him at, at a sign. They put blindfolds on him and shoot at him. He, which, where did it come from, Sergeant? North, yes. And he learns how to hear, pow, pow. They train his ears, and he is a spotter. It goes against his nature. The, the normal thing to do is to dive into cover. And to, who, is everyone all right? No. He spots. He points. And all the agents look at him while he's pointing. And if there he is up there, get him. That goes against our nature to walk by faith. We walk by sight. And we've been deceived. And the church members of God's church have been deceived by listening to all of this stuff about blessings and blessings. The most blessed person is the one that's walking. Doesn't see it, doesn't have it, but their minds are set and they trust and they believe and they're convinced, convinced and they're convicted and they're walking by faith. They don't, they got a blank wall in front of them and their hands are empty, yet they're walking by faith. Second um, Corinthians 5 and verse 1, look at this. Well, we know that in this earthly house, this tabernacle, we just... If, if it be dissolved, we have a house of God, not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. I'm going to skip all of those. Let's go down to verse <clears throat> 6 and 7. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that while we are yet at home in this body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. If there's one scripture you need to remember is that one. We Walk by faith, not by sight. Goes right back to Hebrews 1, doesn't it? Faith is the assurance of things hoped. Hope is something you don't see, you don't have. Hope for and the evidence of things not seen. Paul says right here, we walk by faith, not by sight. You walk by sight, it's, it's temporary. You walk by faith is eternal. I can't go through all of this, but I'm going I'm to touch the surface on this today. That this is the walk we have. First John 3 and verse 1. Look at this. How many times have we read this? We don't have any new scriptures, new truth, and all of that stuff that people want to hear. The problem is we're not using what we have. First John 3, verse, you and I should know this like the backs of our hands. Verse John 3 and verse 1, what does it say? Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knows us not because they knew him not. Verse 2, beloved, now are we the sons of God and it does not yet appear. It does not yet appear what we shall be walking by faith. That's what he's talking about. Back to Hebrews 11 again. You're walking by faith. Have you seen the resurrection? Have you seen a spirit being? Have you seen someone changing the twinkling of an eye? Have you seen a resurrection of your body? No. It's not apparent yet. We're walking by faith. And you say, well, I don't have faith. Yes, you do. If you are living, calling upon God, believing God, Trusting God 
and you have a blank wall and empty hands, but yet you believe and you walk and you walk and you walk and you ask and you knock and you receive not and you still walk and you still ask. You are walking by faith. It's not what you have, it's what you don't have. Isn't that amazing? It's absolutely flat out amazing. I used to really look, boy, oh, God has blessed me, blessed me. And you look at all the stuff you can sit on, ride on, look. Those are blessings, yes. They are. But here's Paul saying, we, I mean John saying that we, beloved now, we are the sons of God, though, though it does not yet appear, it's not visible. What we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. This is the walk of every brother and sister in the church of God. This is the walk of every saint of God. That you walk by what you do not have, you do not see, you do not smell, you cannot feel. It's not there. That's what it is. The assurance, the hope. You do not see it, you do not have it. Let's go over to a man that wants to argue with God. Habakkuk 1. Habakkuk 1. Habakkuk 1. This is Habakkuk. And this, have, haven't you thought like this sometimes? Habakkuk, right after name and before Zephaniah. Habakkuk. It says, the burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. Oh, Lord. He's talking to God. Oh, Lord, how long shall I cry and you will not hear? Even cry unto you of violence, and you will not save. Do you see the violence going on on this earth? Why do you show, why do you show me iniquity? We see, we see things that others don't see because we know the word of God. So I see all of this stuff going on. It's bad and cause me to behold grievance. For spoiling and violence are before me. There are, there are and there are that raise up strife and contentions. Therefore, the law, the word of God is slack. And judgment does never go forth, for the wicked does compass about the righteous, therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. He goes through and says, all of this stuff is going on, God. It's all, do something. Do something. I'm not going to read it all, but God said, okay, I am doing something. If this is what I'm doing. I'm going to raise up the Chaldean. If this Chaldean nation was raised up after the Assyrians. I'm going to raise up the Chaldeans, and they're going to come in, and they're going to slap my people around, beat my people, kick my people. Habakkuk said, no, I don't agree with you on that. No, you're not going to do that to your people. Come on, they are, those are pagans. They worship the sun. God said, I'm going to do it, Habakkuk. That's what it's talking about, brethren. Habakkuk says, do something. God said, I'm doing something. Habakkuk said, I don't agree with it. Chapter 2, what does Habakkuk say? He said, I will stand upon my watch and set me up on the tower. And I will watch to see what he shall say unto me. <laughs> he said, and what I shall answer when I am reproved. So I talk back to the creator. I got to wait now. He's going to come to me and chew me out real good. That's what he's saying. He's going to come in here and he's going to call me like a drill sergeant. He's going to jump on my case. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Make it plain up on the tablet." That he may, he may run when he reads it. You write it so everyone can understand in Habakkuk what I said. I want to be plain and clear for them that when they see this, it will scare them spitless. 
I want to scare Israel. I want to scare Judah. I want them to be afraid because what's coming is coming. He says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall, it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold, and this is a little warning to Habakkuk. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright. Be careful, Habakkuk, how you talk to me. That's what he told him. Don't get lifted up against me. But the just shall live by his faith. He gave him a little bit of chewing up. Don't, don't be look, get proud against me. I know what I'm doing. But the just shall live by his faith. He said, what was he telling Habakkuk? He said, Habakkuk, you had the faith in me to bring this problem to me, right? Yeah. And you, you, you thought I could, you, you trusted me to take care of it, right? Yes. That's your faith. Live by that. I've made a decision. You live by the faith. You thought I could do it. Live by that faith. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to do it. If you bring someone a problem at work, you should have some IT, mechanical. You take it to a person. You, you don't take it to someone that can't do it. You take it to someone that has the expertise and knows how to do it. You say, will you fix this for me? You have faith in that person, don't you? Yes. He said, that's what you brought that problem to me, Habakkuk. You had faith in me, right? Well, live by that faith. Don't just come and say, well, I know you can take care of me. No, that's not the right way. Live by that faith that I know what I'm doing and I'm doing what is right. And this is uh, reported through the Bible three times in Romans, Romans, Hebrews, and Galatians. The just shall live by faith. And those are the three books of the covenant, the New Testament covenant. Read, read Romans, read Galatians, read Hebrews. There is a covenant. Israel is not God's people today, but those that are the children of the promise. The seed of Abraham. You and I are the children of the promise, not the nation of Israel. They've been rejected. He calls Jerusalem, Sodom, and Egypt. It's not a holy land. That's what God Almighty calls it. Sodom, Sodom, you know, that's for pornography. And Egypt is sun worship. It's filled with it. Oh, it's so nice. So Habakkuk, well, he said, Habakkuk, just, just live by the faith you had. Did Habakkuk do that? Let's go and see. Habakkuk 3 and verse 17. You believe me. This is what Habakkuk said at the end of his life. Although, listen to this, the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, the field shall yield no food, the flock shall be cut off from the fold, there shall be no herd in the stall. Agrarian society, these are things that he must have. He said, if I don't have figs, I don't have grapes, I don't have olives, I don't have grain, I don't have my barley, I don't have my wheat, I don't have any sheep, I don't have any cattle. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God that's going to save me. Read this when you're down. Let's read these two verses when you're down. This man is saying here, my needs are not being met. 
He said, well, God will take care of our needs. Have you read Paul's life? Paul didn't have his needs all of the time. He was the greatest apostle God had, the hardest working apostle he had. Jerusalem, the church, where you would say headquarters, people like to say. The, the apostles were there. The church started there, had a famine. And the brethren in Corinth and other places had to bring food over to them. Did they have their needs met? No. But they rejoiced in the God of their salvation. That's walking by faith, brethren. You don't have it. Oh, if I could understand that, and you could understand like we should. We walk by what we do not see. We walk what we do not have. And we are set in our minds. It's going to be given. And you go to your grave thinking that. The last man to die in our church back in December of last year. Did John come to the hospital and anoint me? I got up there. His, bro- his son was there. Nice fellow, real fine fellow. And I brought another man with me. We talked for a while, and he talked for a while there. And, and I said, I want to anoint you, Delbert. He said, okay. He's sitting up in the bed there, and I anointed him. He said, John, if I make it to the first one, that's the one, isn't it? First resurrection, that's the one, Del. That's, that's the one I, I, I need to be in. That's the one. Yes, Delbert, it sure is. He fell asleep. His son was holding his hand. I thought he was still alive. So I come back and see you, see you tomorrow and walked out of the room with the other man. And we got down to the car and laid on his front. Son said, but he was dead when you got to your car, John. He died in faith. He had not been in a first resurrection. He was living by that, believing in that. He never woke up after that. His son said he was holding his hand. The dad, I don't know if you can hear me or not. He was down. He was a dead. He died. A few minutes after being anointed and talking about the resurrection. He lived by faith. He lived by faith. This is what God is telling us right here. That we must live by faith. And Habakkuk said, if you don't have the things you need and all the things you want for your life, which all of us know. Paul didn't have all that he needed at that time. The apostles did not. And we said, surely God will give us our needs. The scripture says he knows we have, what you have need of before you even ask. Yes. Didn't say he's going to give it to you. You walk by faith. You know if you have all your needs met, you can get a little lackadaisical. If you've got an overabundance, you really can get lackadaisical. You really can so far, I have never heard anyone say, oh, I'm so blessed, I'm so blessed of God, I'm so blessed of God. How? I'm walking by faith. I don't have anything I need. I don't have anything I need. I'm just walking by faith. No one ever says that. Because we've been taught, erroneously, the things you have, the things that you're sitting on, the riding on, eating on, worrying, and all of this, that's your blessings. They are. Your blessings, yes. Those are things God has added to your life. But your daily walk, God is going to make sure of this. He's going to make sure of this for everyone that you are going to walk by faith. So he's going to cut things out at times and not give things at times so you can walk by faith. Luke 18 and verse 1. Luke 18 and verse 1 because here is a scripture I wanted to bring out concerning 
what I just learned this week from this scripture. Luke 18 and verse 1. This is Christ Jesus in verse 1 of Luke 18. And he spoke a parable unto them to this end. And men ought to always pray and not give up. And he gives, gives this parable about this widow coming before this unjust judge in verse 5. Uh, she continually coming before him. Let's go over to verse 8. This is the one. Seven, verse 7. And shall not God avenge his own elect which cry? Day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. He's not giving it to them. They're walking by faith. If you get it, you don't need to have faith anymore. They're walking by faith. He said he would bear long and he will do that. Verse 8, I tell you, this is what Christ said, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Listen to this. Nevertheless, when this, I'm going to read this in the King James. When the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? Oh, I wonder about that. Let me tell you something. This has been missed and untranslated the way it should be. I think we know when you see the word cometh, that is with an I-N-G. It means something is coming, it's ongoing. And what he's asking, the widow is asking and knocking and seeking and yet she's not receiving it. So the word cometh means to, he said, just a minute. He's saying, nevertheless, when the Son of Man is coming, didn't say he was returned. When he is coming, how long has Christ been coming? His death, burial, resurrection, ascension as the first fruit. Came back for 40 days. Mount of Olives, after 40 days ascending, the clouds took him up into heaven. What does the prophecy say? The father would say to him, sit you at my right hand until I make all of your enemies your footstool. Since that moment in time, he has been coming back to this earth. I don't mean moving, but he is coming back. What are you looking for? The coming back of Christ. So he has been coming back destined to come back to this earth since he sat down at his father's right hand. So he says right now he's in a place, he's in an area of coming back to the earth and he's looking for people today that has the faith. So where is that in the scripture? They left it out. Right here after faces. Shall he find faith? And you look in the interlinear, you see the Greek sign for thee, and look down below it is blank. The translator didn't put thee in there. And that is key. That's the definite article. And his, he's saying, when, he's when the Son of Man is coming, shall he find thee faith on the earth. Today we should have it. Because he's still coming, brethren. He's not here yet, but he's coming back, isn't he? We're just waiting right now in the first century, the second century, the 15th century, the 21st century. We're waiting for him to come back. So he is coming, ongoing, progressive back. And right now he's looking and saying, shall I find the faith on earth? What is the faith? In verse 5. Yet because this widow troubles me, is troubling me, I will avenge her lest by her continual coming she weary me. 
time after time, day after day, she was asking and asking and asking and asking, which we are to be doing. You're walking by faith. You're walking by faith when you do that. Your hands are empty. But she knew he could do it. You know God can do it. Yet he hasn't done it. And yes, he doesn't. No, he doesn't give it. You're walking by faith. Not by sight. Everything that you are asking for and praying for a night and day. And you don't have. Are you still obeying? Oh, yeah. You still worship? Yes. Are you still loving God? Yes. You still want to be in his kingdom? Yes. You're seeking his righteousness? Yes. You're walking by faith. You're walking by faith. Don't be down on yourself. You're walking by faith. You had the faith to be baptized. Repentance towards God and faith in Christ Jesus. You had that faith to be baptized. You had that faith to, to turn on this society. Turn on all the practices. You believe God then. Did you have all the things you need then? Or no. But you kept on walking then. And you get a little farther into the church and you started being teached. Oh, blessings, blessings. Started looking around. Blessings, 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 blessings. And you're all at once you're looking at blessings of these physical things I can see and touch and, and, and taste. And smell. You are more blessed when you're walking by faith. The faith is a mention here that the lady has kept coming back, coming back, and coming back over and over again. And Christ coming, which he's right now, he is coming. He hasn't moved from the heavens yet, but he's coming back. And while he's coming back, he's looking to see who has the faith? Everyone has faith. It's true there's a gift of faith in 1 Corinthians 12. That's an embellishment to the normal faith. But everyone has faith because it says the justified shall live by faith. So you got it. You've got it. Philippians 2 and verse 13. I'm, I want to skip that verse. You all can read it. But it talks about God working in you both to have the desire and the ability. So if you have the desire. God is building faith in you. And he's, then he's giving you the ability to wait. As it says in Romans 8. We wait with patience. We wait patiently. If we're hoping for something we don't have. We just hope we are waiting patiently. That's the character that you want. That's the character that you want. One other verse here. This is Hebrews 11 and verse 6. Because we're going to hit the top here in just a minute. Hebrews 11 and verse 6. Hebrews 11 and verse 6. It's impossible to please him without faith, it says. Here it is. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes is coming to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It is completely impossible to please God without faith. Completely. If the scripture says it, that God be true and every man a liar. It's completely impossible to please him without faith. Completely impossible. 
because of that, he's going to, every person will have to live by faith from Adam to the last person that will enter the kingdom of God. They will have to live by faith from Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve didn't do a good job of it. Give them something very simple. Do this and don't do that. They, didn't, they couldn't do that. That's to live by faith. Adam, Eve, you know, that's the eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Very simple. Get your hands off of it. By faith, they should have walked. That's right. God said, don't do it. Don't do it. Well, how does, I don't know how it tastes. I don't know how it feels. I don't need to know. Let's do it to God, what God tells me. But they didn't do it. Every man, every woman, every person will have to live, walk by faith. If I could tell anyone that today, that I'm, I want to tell you all that today. And you'll, I'm going to show you who lived by faith. I said, everyone, let's look and see. Matthew 17 and verse 1. Matthew 17 and verse 1. If the brethren could do this, this would change the attitude of every member of the church of God. Instead of looking at a lot of this Protestant stuff, looking at a lot of this stuff that we've been taught, that you got it, you have it, you're riding it, you're eating it, you're looking at it, you're looking good, you're smelling good, everything's great. Boy, I, have, I must have a lot of faith. And people say, well, I asked for this. Yeah, and I got this. I got, I got this. Boy, that person has a lot of faith. And another brother out here has been going on for one year, two years, five years, ten years, fifteen years, twenty years. Getting sicker and sicker and sicker. Let a brother die in the church like that. Every Sabbath we saw him when he could come, he said, God can still heal me. God can heal me. And he died saying that in his bed. Living by faith. He died in faith. He never was healed. But he prayed. His wife said, John, we prayed a lot. I know it. Oh, we prayed a lot. At night, I know it. We prayed a lot. He was never healed. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? He was never healed, and he died in faith, walking by faith. Now, he received other blessings. He was healed. He had some problems. I anointed him some years back. He was healed like that. Boom! He knew it. He, he was healed. And then this other problem hit him. Got to walk by faith, faith to faith. You go through one problem, you get out of that, another situation, faith to faith. You get out of that, another faith to faith until you stop breathing. Matthew 17 and verse 1. This is. And after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and his brethren and brought them up into a mountain, high mountain apart, and was transfigured. Luke said he was praying while he was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment as white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto him Moses and Elijah, talking with him. And Peter said unto him, Jesus, Lord, is it good for us to be here? If you will, let us make you three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. While he yet spoke, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is... My beloved son, in whom I am well pleased, hear him. The just shall live by faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. Even Christ Jesus of Nazareth walked, walked 
about in faith. You think we're going to get around it? That's what the script, let God be true and every man a liar. That's what the scriptures say. Christ Jesus walked in faith. You mean when he raised Jairus' daughter up? Yes, in faith. When he said, I'll come, I'll come and heal her. She dies. Oh, she's dead now. Said, Get out of here. He said, Arise, Dancel. And the great one was, he allowed his good friend that he loved, Lazarus, to die. Lazarus is sick, Lord. He said, it's not a sickness unto death. They figured, oh, he'll be all right. They found, what? Lazarus died? What's he talking about? I said, okay, we'll go wake him up. And you all know the whole story. And he talked to Martha. He talked to Mary. Then he got to the sepulcher. And he said, roll away the stone from the entrance. How? By faith. He knew what he could do. He knew what was going to happen, but he didn't see it. Until he said, Lazarus, come forth. And that man of decomposing body came back together. He sat up, and he walked out of that tomb, pulling those bandages off of his arm. Jesus had to walk by faith. If he couldn't, if he didn't, he would not have pleased the Father. If the Father says it's impossible to please him, God Almighty said it's impossible to please him without faith. Jesus Christ walked a perfect life. He had faith, so he pleased the Father. Isn't that amazing? In those few minutes I've been here, your faith has been affected. Your dedication has been recommitted. Your conviction and convincing has been strengthened. Because this is the truth. This book right is the truth. And we read those scriptures and we heard them over and over again, make jokes about them. These are not jokes. The Bible says three things will always remain. We'll go through this some other time. Faith, hope, and love. It will always be there. Eternally. Eternally. Just remember what we just heard. You have to walk. You have to walk. Walk by faith. <laughs>